All right. Hello, everyone out there. Welcome to episode 70. Episode 69.2. Trash delivery. Trash delivery. The snow is melting. It's revealing all the trash, all of the built-up layers of trash along the side of the uh, service drive. So it's, uh, it's a beautiful time. We're recording live on top of a table in uh, Olive Garden in Iowa. <laughs> Just sitting here sharing breadsticks, talking about our, our cats. You hey, know? when you're here, you're uh, Beto's family. Droopy, vi- droopy Mike. Oh my God, you gotta that fix sounds this terrible. Yeah. Saw it in books, I read it on tape. I've called off work two days in a row, ostensibly to do my laundry, which I still have not done. But I is did. that what you told them? <laughs> <laughs> you're like, oh, I can't come to work today. I gotta do my laundry. It didn't work out. And they're the just like, day. man, you're gonna go in. You're gonna go in tomorrow, and they're gonna be like, um, sorry, but you're fucking fired. Like, I, I'm putting my two weeks in on Friday, so I'm I'm kind of like hoping they do just fire me. You really yeah. are. Yeah, because I don't want to go in again. I don't even, I don't even want to put my two weeks in. I just want to leave. Yeah. Hell yeah. But I can't. My, my like good boy instincts will not let me just walk out. When I was quitting GM. General when was, Motors. When I was 19, I had this job at this uh, uh, advertising agency, which I fucking hated, even though it was probably one of the best jobs I ever had. I didn't know you ever had a job at an advertising agency. Oh, yeah. I worked at this ad agency. My sister got me the job. Uh, Real Don Draper boy. Yeah, well, I worked in the in the mailroom, and the thing about that was that I could just smoke. This is when I smoked a lot of old weed, and they didn't care. Like I could be as fucking high as shit, and no one cared. Just deliver the mail, high as fuck. Uh, they had me like uh, do courier stuff. You know, you gotta like run tapes to like the life. to the editing houses and shit, and like I would just like smoke weed all the time. It was awesome. That part was awesome, but I also had to like get there at, like you know eight or eight thirty or something, which was just a nightmare. The stoner's dilemma. Yeah, so I'd show up late. <laughs> I showed up late a lot, and then I would take lunches that were too long, and then finally, you know, mail comes on Saturday or it did at the time. I don't know if it still does. Is that a thing? I don't know. It doesn't matter. So the mail would come on Saturday, and, like, the office is basically closed on Saturday. But one person from the mailroom would have to come in on Saturday and sort the mail uh, so that it wasn't, like, a bunch of extra work um, on Monday. So it was my turn to do that. And what I realized was, uh, this one weekend, was that Monday was MLK Day. And I was like, fuck, uh, man, fuck that. We Nobody should have to work on MLK Day. He's a fucking hero, right? And so I just left a note on my boss's door to his office saying, not coming in, it's MLK Day. And then I came in on the Tuesday after that, and they were like, yeah, you're fired. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, Jesus. They were like, yeah, you're fired. And I was like, (laughs) yeah, all right. We don't respect that. I was like, all right. It was the same job where one of my bosses showed me, was like, hey, look at my computer monitor. And it was just... A still from Solo? No, it was a dog having sex with a woman. <laughs> That's a still from Solo, He just man. straight up showed me bestiality porn and was like, oh, this dog's wearing socks so he doesn't scratch the woman. And I was like, what the fuck? I was like, holy shit. And he just said all kinds of, like, <laughs> gross sexual harassment shit about, like, every, 
like attractive woman that worked in the office and like oh it's vile i hope that guy <laughs> he thought got, he like i made... hope that guy got fucking fired because like oh man God. he sucks he was terrible he used to talk about his fucking wife's vagina jesus and like I don't even want to repeat that. You should edit this out. But I'm, gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna say it anyway. I'm gonna say it, but you should edit it out. Uh, he he. I remember him telling me like, "Yeah, man, if you ever get married, don't have kids." My wife's vagina never smelled the same after she had our kids, and I was just like, "What? Wow. What are you doing?" That, I've right heard now? a lot of reasons why having kids is bad, but that is the most like, like what are you vile. doing? <laughs> Why are you saying this to <laughs> me? I've met your wife. She seems very nice. I smelled her vagina. It smells very good. Oh, wow. So like the the famous Portland Rose Garden. This is also the guy who was oh man, I got a good one. We were I was in there and I was already pretty fucking far left at that point. And he was like he was some fucking kind of Republican. And there was this old guy, Milt, I think, this like eighty five year old man. Who worked in the mailroom at this uh at this advertising agency and all he did was they even bought him a car all he did was drive the tapes to the editing studios right like he didn't sort the mail or any of that bullshit he just like sat around and when they had a run for him to go on he'd go on the run right and <clears throat> me and my buddy worked there and this fucker wayne wayne uh was like uh talking about reagan you know the way people do like Oh man, Reagan, man, that's when the country really had their shit together or whatever. And me and my my buddy who were both leftists, my buddy who's now not a leftist, but he was good at the, at that point. Fallen angel. No, he's just a piece of shit. But anyway, uh, we were like, what the fuck are you, Reagan, Reagan sucks, man. And so Wayne was like, you're too young. Like you were kids in the eighties. You don't remember. And he was like, Hey, Milt to this old, older dude. Right. Uh, you know, like, wasn't Reagan, you know, what about Reagan? And this old-ass man was just, he just shook his head and was like, no. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> like, no, uh, dude. Like, Reagan sucks. <laughs> One of the traditional methods of imposing statism or socialism on a people has been by way of medicine. It's very easy to disguise a medical program as a humanitarian project. It's first day of spring. Yeah, it's the first it is day the first spring. day of spring. Is that today? That is today. Oh, man. For another hour. Okay. Now you know what time we're recording at. You know how the pie is being baked. Yeah, we're on the yeah we're on the same planet in the same country as you. <laughs> spring is starting to happen. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I'm right. coming up with my own alternate euphemisms. <laughs> what you know all of our fans have them on t-shirts you can buy them on our store how the pie is baked how the pie is baked not how the bread is made <laughs> but how the pie is baked that's our that's our fun spin on it yeah that's my fun spin on it all right i got it patented so anyway uh what are we talking about today boys we got a lot of a lot of the docket right we got a lot of hot shit going down hot guys. all i know is you got secrets that you want to talk about that i wasn't allowed to hear yeah about. well okay we're trying to do the podcast format where i know something i know a little bit more about something than my co-host and i present the information to them which i've heard is an engaging format so guys what did you do over the summer tell me about your summer what? you sound like you're giving me a book report why are you, why are you derailing me I'm Sorry. trying to introduce a segment. Sorry. Jesus Christ. This is a how this is a segment called How the Sausage is Made. Yeah. Oh. Get that sausage out there. All right. So we all saw Mike Gravel launch into the Twitter scene. 
a uh, seeming anomaly. This like eighty-eight year old man. Uh, he's former that old? senator. Yeah, yeah eighty-eight old years old. Uh, he was a senator for the six throughout the sixties and the eighties. Uh, I forget the exact. Some it's like he's in Alaska at some point. An Alaskan. He was an Alaskan senator. Right. Uh, and the uh, best politicians come out of Alaska. And he for, got Freaky Friday. Sarah Palin. Uh, a, a goddamn teen got Freaky Friday and Freaky Friday into his body, and now he's uh, like shit posting on the internet and about to like j- just shift the Overton window at the uh, Democratic debates. Like, well, awesome. if he gets enough money, I mean, yeah, if he gets enough, uh, it seems like I feel like he might. He's got a lot of traction. He's getting a lot of attention. Well, I want to say to the point okay. where I think people will give him money just to see him at the. Wait, debates. this is a one-day phenomenon so far, right? So why don't you guys tell me what's you guys' impression of Mike Rebell? So far, uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's Gravel. Uh, it's good content, man. It's yeah. the best content. Some of the best. I have not seen any of the tweets. Uh, I don't know anything about this You've man. Not seen any of the tweets? No, I was fucking watching movies and you know engaging in culture today. I actually paused halfway through Twitter Jackie Brown culture, to come man. do this. Yeah. So get involved. Do better. So tell me about him. Tell me. Give me the tweets. Okay. Well, All right. So. Yeah, I'll tell you. I'll I tell was it. saying to Dustin earlier uh, when we were getting drunk before this to, so that we'd be good at it. Um, that's how, yeah. That sounds... <laughs> that's, that's where our power was at. That's so yeah. sad. That's like a couple yeah, who, has to, get fuck, who has to get fucked up to fuck. That's, that's what it sounds like. I mean, no one thinks that's sad. That's a beautiful thing. Couple, so, a couple people got to get where they got to get. Where they gotta, yeah. Everyone's pro that. <laughs> All right, so anyway. Probably cool here. No, I was saying it seemed like, obviously, there are younger people running this man's Twitter account. Um, yeah, and, which Dustin seems to know something about, yeah, and you know you're absolutely correct. So the story behind uh, Microvel, I'm I'm I mean, on fucking tenter. Yeah, right like, <laughs> is, I've literally spent the last two hours wondering. So a group of high schoolers in New York, uh, they just uh, they they started to be friends. They were actually because they were listeners of the podcast Chapo Trap House. Mm-hmm. They. Uh, became aware of of the uh, politician Mike Gravel. Wait, they talked about him on Chopper. Yeah, I guess they did at some point. You oh, know? All right. These these high schoolers are like more. No other podcast <laughs> exists. They're a little more tuned in than I am. Fuck, all right. Yeah, like I yeah, they go yeah, in and out. Oh, I'm I like, I did li- my politics. Yeah, we listened to that episode. I didn't. I wasn't big. I didn't think to also then start befriending the, that senator uh, via a series of emails with my group of other fellow leftist high schoolers, Shit. and then convince him to run. As a leftist, or as not a as a candidate to not win, but push the Overton window to the yeah, left. To he, the that was entirely the brainchild of this group of high schoolers. That just these like, are like how old are these kids? Six, they're high schoolers. 17? I don't know their exact. I mean, I think that it's a group of them, so I'd imagine that their ages are probably like what, what, across the range of high school. What they do? Slide into his DMs and was like, "Yo, you should run for president." Well, they just emailed this dude. Emailed the dude. Like, no one's emailing this guy. He's a he's a well, former he's senator even, yeah, of Alaska. He doesn't, he doesn't like, even like have a. He doesn't have a seat anymore anymore, right? Uh, no, yeah, he hasn't. No, it, What's he the, been The doing? most recent thing he did was he ran for president in 2008. Right. And he made waves that way because he really, like, really grilled all the candidates about their, uh, their, shitty their fucking war. Shitty yeah, being Yeah, their shitty foreign policy, their shitty fucking imperialism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Their, well, that's the beauty of this their fucking wars, candidate, essentially. Right? I hate to even call it foreign policy. They're fucking bloody wars. Right. Because he, 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 that's the style in which he did it. He he wasn't even just calling them out in a decorum-type way. He was. It was a really a moral cry of, mm. like, a man standing on stage being like, What are look, you? Yeah, look at what you've supported. Yeah. 
just well, let... that's the beauty of this guy and him like actually having no real fucking shot at winning and knowing that, and not caring about that. Yeah, that's all that from he the can onset. Say, assuming like he gets the enough, well, because you have there's certain fundraising uh, minimum you have to meet to get on stage. Yeah, sixty five thousand dollars. Okay. Yeah. But oh, that's we could do that. Easily. I'm gonna give him. We I'm gonna give him something. Oh, you mean I thought you meant like we could raise that. Like, well, I'm not gonna like our, ourselves. Yeah, no, right. that's no, but easy. I'll give him fucking ten bucks, man. Hell yeah. Hey, he's on his way. $10. That, no, that's, that is a super attainable amount. I mean, if we can get fucking Andrew Yang on stage because a bunch of chuds became disillusioned with the ethno state and realized they just wanted to be paid money to play video games. Wait, like, do we want Andrew Yang on stage? Honestly, yeah, I am happy to have someone well, that on stage advocating UBI. Idea. Just, just to have that, even I know that he's advocating the the right wing version of UBI. At least he's not explicitly advocating for it, but the talking points he's using are of that nature. The fact that he used the fear mongering of soon America is going to be a ma- a majority minority nation, and the only way to pacify the white Wait, fucking is, man is, is to give him a thousand dollars a month. Yeah, I think that's also is partial. Yang running? Is he running for the Democratic primary? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I thought, okay. You gotta read a fucking Yang like, gang, bro. Get on board with this <laughs> you didn't even shit. Know he's running. The fuck? I knew he was running. And now we got Gravel gang. This has got new gangs, and you're already on the old gang. Is this like West Side Story? They're gonna have a snap off. So they're running his Twitter then. These, teen- yeah, these it's teenagers. A group, it's a group of high schoolers. The, the 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 high schooler that was reached out or that was uh, interviewed specifically was named uh, David Oaks. Okay. But uh, shout he, out David Oaks, friend he, of the show. Yeah. <laughs> Future listener. But he he was explicit about the fact that he was not the one uh, like behind it. That it was not just him. That no, it, that it's yeah. a qua- yeah like a yeah group effort. Uh, talking about Gravel, is there anything else to go over? Oh, well, one thing I want to talk about was that uh, his. His intention, his stated intention is interesting that he wants to push specifically, he he's he explicitly shit on all the other candidates but Bernie Sanders and Tulsi Gabbard. So clearly these teens, like, they already have, like, they think, they, they Elizabeth Warren doesn't seem to be in it, which is a little suspect to me, uh, though, you know, they, what he said about uh, Tulsi Gabbard was on his website, actually, here's, here's a, shit. What he said. I mean, is he saying anything, or is this just the kids tweeting? No, okay. What I okay about, about the kids, about the way that this is working with the kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that they are in constant. They say uh, this, this is, is according to say. them. So I'm taking their word for it. Yeah, yeah. But according to them, they are in constant communication with them. They say they talk to them about three times a day, and they're and they and they confirm and they run positions. like this is the stuff. Yeah, we want they're like, about. how do you feel about this? And then they interpret his stance on that through their uh, their cool Gen Z. Uh, shit posting. Uh, this man is dead. They're using his social security number, and they're just fucking pretending and impo- imposting, <sighs> Apostasy. Apostasy. Ah, spaghetti. The primary. We're still a year out of of Isn't anyone so voting. Of anyone fucking pull, going to a ballot. <laughs> a ballot box. Hey, the first so the first debate is. We are one year away. The thing is, is that people don't watch the debates. But no one people, watches the debates. Yes, yeah, people don't watch the debates. But no, what, you know what they do. Uh, they all watch CNN the or uh, yes, no, no, everything. New York Times says tells them who won. Yes, and exactly. you know what they're gonna even if they didn't win. Yep, but that's the and thing. And the New York Times will ever say Bernie won a debate? I have no answer to my butt. I just said butt. Bernie, they will, wanna... they will never. <laughs> say You're all butt. Big old butt. No, yeah, I mean maybe they will if they decide like, ooh, I don't know. I don't know, man. Fucking New York Times starts endorsing. 
They're gonna endorse. I just more. don't. They Bernard, just if they br- br- endorse Bernard, man, gotta, I just gotta, can't wait for the Iowa. We got a Bernard problem. If that happened, then I would, I would maybe be... change my tune. If that fucking insane thing happened, never happened. What? If the New York Times endorsed Bernie? No way. Never. I mean, honestly, that would be bad for him. What are you talking? That would about? be if you could. You, th- you think people are way more awake <laughs> than they are, man, dude. Maybe a very dude, dumb thing to say. Fucking yes. no one. <laughs> Possibly a stupid thing to say. You gotta be kidding me. Yes, all of Bern- Bernard Street credibility amongst fucking soccer mom wine liberals just went right out the window when the new- when the newspaper of record, the one that literally yeah, every man. liberal asshole. Still Still thinks is the fucking dude, golden. He, dude, the you think, do you really think Bernie can win without the online communist vote? I mean, if he lost they, the those online communist vote, for yeah, the tankies I'm, aren't voting. Yeah, for I'm, that, that's a joke. Tankies <laughs> don't vote, bro. Tankies? Uh, do they vote? No, they probably don't. No, yeah, they don't think they vote. What do they do? Hey, if you're a tanky, uh, email I have two email ta- fresh have... trash delivery at gmail.com. Tell me whether you vote. I have two friends who are tankies and they don't vote. What do they do all the time? They post. I mean, one of them. No, tankies are valiant posters. I'm voting. They're noble. Well, the tankies I know are doing far more good in the world than any of us. Oh, you know, like actually good tankies. Yeah, one of them's a fucking uh, a grad student in Houston who like spends all of his time organizing. Okay. Oh, well, for yeah. Palestine, and the other tanky I know is a fucking lawyer for the one of the biggest nurses unions in the country. I don't know. Uh, I take so they do are both dog. doing very good work all fucking day long. Yeah, well, I would not even. I wouldn't want to call them a tanky then. What do you mean? But these are they Stalin, call themselves tanky. These, these are self proclaimed Stalin Stalin These are okay. They so are they, they, they are tanky. They want to bring Stalinism to Palestine. What? W- wouldn't Palestine be better if they had an authoritarian? I don't want to hear you. I don't want to hear your fucking Ooh. political views right now. He's no, about I'm, to I, fucking hey, pop No, I'm off. kidding. No, I'm kidding. Hey, I'm pro Stalin. Come on, are you kidding me? I love the guy. Oh, I am God. not pro Stalin. <laughs> I'm very not pro Stalin. No, I'm not. Yeah, okay. The, it, what I'm trying to say, he's gotta love Palestine. Senator Gravel, <laughs> at a forum earlier this year, I want to get this right. You said it doesn't matter whether you are elected president or not. So then, why are you here tonight? Shouldn't debates be for candidates who are in the race to win the race? Ryan, you're right. I made that statement. But that's before I had a chance to stand with them a couple, three times. It's like going into the Senate. You know, the first time you get there, you're all excited. My God, how did I ever get here? Then about six months later, you say, how the hell did the rest of them get here? And and I got to tell you, after standing up with them, some of these people frighten me. They frighten me. When, when you have mainline candidates that turn around and say that there's nothing off the table with respect to Iran, that's code for using nukes. I'm looking at uh, uh, Nate Silver's uh, uh, Twitter right now, and he uh, retweeted Mike Gravel. Um, Nate Silver's weird because he's like, he, I mean, he has good takes sometimes. He's 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 not a total dumbass. Who, but he, okay. who is Pete? I don't know. Who is Pete Buttgeek? He's not. Who he's is not this great. man? No, Pete Buttigieg. Yeah. He's Who the mayor Poo- of like what Baltimore or something. I don't know. Some. He's like allegedly progressive. He's like one of those guys who thought he was going to be Obama, but Beto's being Obama better. You're than saying him. he's Tommy Kirkcaldy. Uh-huh. Uh, when did you one. stop participating in culture? 
Uh, right. He still listens to the Beatles. Yeah. yeah. When He's did you... currently rediscovering the Beatles for the seventh yeah. time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm going through the the Beatles discography. I'm going. I'm going deep every, this time. Every every 18 months, mm-hmm. Dustin just fucking rediscovers yeah. the Beatles. I've started listening to some podcasts where uh, the hosts unironically refer to themselves as Beatles scholars, just like out of without a drop of irony. <laughs> it's it's beautiful, and I'm I'm totally here for it, and I fucking love it. Well, okay. According to this this 538 poll, I'm looking at it's talking about like uh, with data that I'm not gonna go into about uh, who's who got the most press coverage for their announcements, right? No, number one is Bernie. Uh, number two is Beto. And there's a gap. And then there's three and four are Harris and Warren. And then another gap. And then we got... I can't think who I cannot believe we have not talked about. Klobuchar? Uh, no. Clo- uh, Booker. Cory Booker. No. It's so funny. <laughs> yeah, why... Oh, my no, God. No, no, no. Okay. You, you just said, I can't believe we haven't talked about him. Makes perfect sense. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. I, yeah, mean, who gives I, a fuck? I remember I have a question. that this guy was going to definitely be like someone we had to talk about or something. But Do you think that Rosario Dawson is dating Cory Booker on the off chance that she'll be the first lady? Definitely. I don't. I mean, she's got to be. He's. I don't know. How do you. Dude. I, mean, I love. What? I, love, I mean, the um, other option. Dude, on Shopper, cool. when they said that her moving. F- uh, from Eric Andre to Cory Booker was a lateral move. Oh yeah, what the God. fuck was that? That's so funny though. That's a lateral move. That no, that's that's, that's, that's so such an funny. insult. I feel like it's a da- that's an insult to Eric Andre. Yeah, that's an insult to Eric Andre. Obviously, for sure. He's but a fun, still, funny man. I mean, what is Cory Booker? He's just he's like a fucking shark-eyed dude who cannot connect with human beings. No, he seems like a like, fucking he, robot. He he, and it's almost like you watch him and you start to. He's just such a bad job. He's just tre- doing such a bad job treading treading water, trying to keep his head above it. <laughs> I gotta say, you start man, to feel for him. I gotta say, Kamal Harris laughing, uh, Cory Booker saying anything uh Gillibrand doing uh you know working out they i believe in reptilians now i'm, I'm coming around <laughs> oh, i'm man. coming around man oh yeah These people do not dude. seem like human beings but maybe, maybe it's just like i don't know where what are the backgrounds of these people like are they like how much privilege do these motherfuckers I mean, have did we see the uh you remember the uh when chris because chris, i could chris, see like being some fucking asshole like some elitist some elite fuck and like not learning how to act like a human being the way like Barack Obama did, you know, like getting loose and shit. That's the brilliance of Obama is that he actually convinces people yeah, that he Obama cares, doesn't have to ask people how to eat fried chicken. He's not. I mean, oh shit, that's not a racist. But I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm talking about specifically Kristen uh, Kristen Gillibrand, where she was served fried chicken and, she and asked, "Do it. I do I eat it with my fingers?" Like, I truly know nothing about this woman, but keep it. Yeah, that way. you're looking good, man. That's uh, it's just uh, you know, trying my best to be human. No, so I can see like people who just like aren't like don't interact with normal human beings or haven't for a very long time, not like, and then they're being told they're being managed by their like f- their handlers. Like, here's how you talk about Tupac and like getting high in college or whatever the fuck, and <laughs> like like Cory Booker just opening his mouth or or walking. <laughs> Like he just does not seem like a human he being. He does look a lot like those like uh like those like ro- rudimentary like 3D animation memes you see online. He's actually what you didn't know, what we don't know, it's going to come out at some point hopefully, is that uh <laughs> the big pharma lobby 3D printed Cory Booker. <laughs> 
<laughs> and but you know it's like those when you see the like sony robot that they unveil like and they're like oh man that looks red and then it like well they like try to make it walk and it just like can't do it that's cory booker by the end of this election cycle he's gonna be trying to get investors for the, gonna for the booker bot somebody's gonna spill <laughs> coffee on him on accident he sparks are flying <laughs> he just catches on fire <laughs> Like, dude, that's or like, no, it's the the bit from Total Recall, man. When uh, the lady's trying to make it through customs, right, and it's Arnold in fucking disguise, right. and the mask just starts like freaking out. <laughs> that's Cory Booker, man. That's that's what's gonna and, happen. And it's gonna be like, meet Dave, and it's just a little Eddie Murphy inside running his body. Yeah, that's yeah. his comeback. His big no, comeback. No, he pulls off the head and throws it, and it's a bomb <laughs> and explodes. Oh man, I'm glad I got a meet Dave reference in here. Spread your legs, you're gonna be frisked. <laughs> Drop your hands. You say that to somebody in North Dakota, they think it's a frisk. Drop your hands on the side, you know. They think you're in trouble, right? I tell you, drop your hands on the side. Thank you. I'm a little too formal now. But like the worst, the, the for me personally, as as a straight white man who's not really uh, affected by most of Trump's policies, the thing that I find the most abhorrent about Trump's uh, administration is the uh, is the effect he's had on like culture and, 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 and art and cinema and that he's made it so reductive and simple minded and like I mean I mean more so I mean the thing is before, Dude watch some what would you say is watch example? some Bush reaction no, I, I know. cinema, dude. Yeah. It's like Well I, I'm fuck? curious, what would you say is an example of like a, a Trump uh a, no, no, I'm he's about on to that. tell you about no, it. He's okay. on that. I'm right about now. to tell you about yeah, it. Yeah, Captive yeah, State. Yeah, right? hit it. Which is uh so it's it's very clear. It's like full of iconography, like that's meant to put you, the viewer, in the resistance, right? So it's it's set uh, in like 20, 2019, uh, aliens uh, invade, mm. and they're the, the they they take over the government uh, completely, um, and then they they uh, infiltrate the police and they use the police as their like tool on Earth um, to enforce. Uh, their law, which is vague and unknown. no one really knows what their purpose is, but they're living in a subterranean bunker underneath the the planet, and now everyone's just like living in a police state. Like, uh, uh, um, and it's uh, so it's Ashton Sanders, like uh, one of the the middle kid from uh, from, yeah. from Moonlight. Yeah. He is the son of like uh, of a of a police officer who was like uh, resistor, uh, and his and uh, his older brother is like in charge of the big resistance which you, you he's introduced with like a shepherd fairy type uh oh, post like uh yeah, you know, yeah. spray paint mural yeah. on the wall yeah. um and uh the movie then devolves into this uh army of shadows like uh resistance uh network of people who are like like uh working together the underground the underground to take yeah. down the aliens right yeah. and it's 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 it could not be more obviously about Trump if you fucking sky wrote it in the sky. Yeah. Like, the, like the lizard people are Trump. I mean, the thing is, I will give it this. It has, I, I will, I, I approve of any movie that like, that ends with like, the uh, radical leftist terrorist terrorism being good. Uh, okay, fair enough. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. but still, it's just it's so flat and and just. God, I wish I wish. So transparent. You wish we'd seen it. I wish you'd seen it. Yeah. So could could have seen it uh seen just how we're gonna have to like take ass and go to the alamo draft house or something <laughs> like like our uh one of our sister podcasts i got two hits i've been sitting on i thought you couldn't find it i, I found them I was found that them. on twitter <laughs> yeah i found my i wish i could find my acid <laughs> it was in my closet that's well obviously i knew it was probably in my closet but it's just... acid could be easy to lose yeah, exactly there's a lot of boxes in there and you yeah, know a I lot understand. of and acid is quite small yeah it's yeah, it tends to so... be 
But, you know, God bless I found my acid. Wait, Dustin, you didn't see the Tarantino trailer, right? No. For what's this new one called? It's a Charlie Charlie Manson thing. Yeah. Oh, Chucky okay. Manson. What boy? is the name of the fucking movie? Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Right, 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 right. right, right. Dustin, I really need you to to to, to participate again. Uh, I liked culture. movies once. And then what took over podcasts? Yeah, I just got. So you I just really... started smoke. You just started uh, taking Adderall, smoking way too much weed, and just like tunneling into the bur- reading burrowing into the fucking like internet. a lizard person. I was reading PDFs on my phone of books. <laughs> I've already decided. What a I'm dissatisfying gonna... fucking way to. <laughs> consume something i don't know it works for me this is why i identify with gen z well i mean i I understand that you are i mean it makes more sense for you to keep looking at your phone to read a book than to actually pick up a book to read a book because you didn't have to change anything exactly you were already staring at your phone my brain has already been like distorted to the extent that i think looking at my phone is one of the best things i could do and so if i'm reading a book on my phone my brain already has that much going for me. I should have called your parents and had them fucking mail you a flip phone. <laughs> Dude, I mean, Here's your new phone. Do those even exist? Yeah. You Reading off like, of... Oh, they only exist like for retirement people though, right? Like, no, you can get flip a phone back. that like, has back. one button that will call the police. And, like... <laughs> <laughs> it's like the medical alert bracelet yeah. on a phone. There's, there's a green button and a red button. The red button calls the police. The green button calls your, your grandnephew. <laughs> The only person alive <laughs> that cares about you. Yeah. Holy shit. But, uh. Oh, man, I had a fantasy. I was very, very drunk last night. I was listening to Leftist Podcast, of course. And I had this fantasy about my my 20 year reunion is coming up in June. And I am really on the fence about whether or not I'm going to go. And I had this fucking total fantasy last night where I'm just going to go and just be the left, most leftist me I could be and just like rant. At like every fucking middle brow asshole. I'm sure you'll feel great about that the next day. <laughs> I the the okay. So the thing is, I might be, I probably would be embarrassed. You're right about that, but also I don't see these people. Like I don't know these people. There's it's like a, a holy embarrassment. There's a handful of people that I still uh, am aware of what they're doing on Facebook and sh- you know, like the funny thing is, one of the only people I still am at all connected to via social media is the woman who's actually fucking organizing the the thing. She was like our class president. Uh, but she, I don't know. I just, I don't know, man. I don't know. The only, the only way this would work is if I show up drunk. Cause like, I'm not, cause I haven't seen literally, I haven't seen any of these people in 20 years. Like I've run into like a couple of them once in the, 20 years two decades so you got nothing yeah you got nothing to lose that's what i'm saying <laughs> yeah perfect. that was the fantasy yeah. that's what i'm trying to say yeah. i got very Go drunk and high it. and Hell i'm just yeah. like i mean you i just run up in there and just start fucking drop, go in there make a fool drop, of yourself I'm, I'm here i'm i'm a how would i be the fool how would i be the fool? no i, I mean a fool of yourself <laughs> explain to me no, how no, no, i no. would be the fool i mean a fool Okay, a fool to them. A they fool, might think like a I was holy a fool. fool. I'm talking about like a fool holy in the king's fool. court. Oh, the holy fool. Yeah, like yeah. a fool in the king's court who exposes the folly of the king. That's what you would be. Yeah, they might be like, wow, yeah. what an embarrassment. Yeah, that but guy they is. don't know. Like, You're all the shitbags that fucking think Hillary Clinton's the answer. No. They don't know. They're the joke. You're the joke. They think I'm the joke. You're the joke. Turns out <laughs> I'm not the joke. <laughs> I'm not the joke. You're the joke. And here we go.
can't you tell? Well, I have a successful podcast. <laughs> we have nine followers. <laughs> ten, yeah. Okay. And thank you. Yeah, yeah, I, I like how you edited out our one. Yeah, we have we have ten followers, uh, but one of them is fake, and we see you, and we fucking see you, and I want you to know that. And how much? How you better much fucking unfollow us as quickly farmer. as possible. <laughs> Welcome to the uh, super chill uh, trash delivery <coughs> outro. Kevin left. He's processing that trash. This Kevin one. left. We're getting high. Yeah. Getting high, sorting the trash into bins mm-hmm. to uh, then just all throw into the same heap again after we've organized it. Yeah. Um, yep. And that, the heap being on your doorstep, if, if we haven't been clear about that. It's on your doorstep. That's where we're taking the trash. So, uh, I feel like we're stuffing it through the mail slot. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's what I'm trying to do. That's actually a pretty good method because I worry sometimes that I'm leaving that heap of trash on the doorstep. I feel like somebody might come along and steal it. Exactly. It's like you want, yeah. And then you got to bang on the door and then stuff it through the mail slot. You leave such a hot and fresh pile of steaming trash on a doorstep, and it's like, it's not, it's not right that someone could just so easily. Yeah. So Kevin left, which means that I have to become more um, nihilistic and hateful to balance. Yeah. What do I have to become? You just stay you. I'm high <laughs> now. True. If that helps. So. I don't know if that's going to help or not. This is like after hours. This might make it or not. Into we'll see. The, uh, we pretty much said it all. I mean, we didn't really get to the, uh, the super. I, I wish we'd have got to the... Uh, organic debate between you and Kevin about who is more fashionable that we had at the bar <laughs> before we I mean come on <laughs> as you wear a hoodie and Kevin wears a t-shirt with what was I mean like a graphic tee the big joke is that we both dress like we're fucking both dress like Kevin Smith not really no not a, that's a special uh we don't wear baggy shorts we both dress like fucking 12-year-olds. I mean, speaking of Kevin Smith, you've seen skinny Kevin Smith. Yeah, scary as hell. Yeah, it's... He looks terrible. I've seen pictures of him. Like, I've <laughs> he, seen... He looks very unhealthy. <laughs> he, like, really went way too far in the other direction. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. The man doesn't want to die of a heart attack. I understand that. Uh, he looks awful. He just looks sort of like a man that got addicted well, to speed uh, yeah, as I a, couldn't as tell a if like, it was like, dietary measure. I couldn't tell if it was, like, I haven't seen him in like his face in 20 years so he's just older now and I'm not accustomed to that obviously he's skinny but like that could be I mean I was looking up he might just look older it's funny the other day uh, I was just actually looking up pictures of just Kevin Smith's face before just to see just to like remember yeah and he definitely yeah like age is certainly a factor but it's just like unfortunately I think for Kevin Smith his face just works better around and fat. Yeah. He just, well, he, his face didn't look particularly fat when he was a fat man. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it, he had the beard or the, you know, the chin strap thing going on. He had the a good beard. amount of face pudge. <clears throat> and then when he when he reduced his body pudge, that face pudge reduction just created a skeleton I he didn't just steal, like, go back to the clerk's era. Because he was, like, chubby, but he wasn't, like, die of a heart attack fat at that point. Yeah. I don't know why he never just decided to wear regular clothes. 
Because he was fat, man. He's insecure about it. I get I that. I wonder what he wears now. But it seems like... You the... think he wears, like, khakis and polos and shit now, or... I don't know. I, what does he it, wear? It seems like he's Slim, wearing the same shit. Skinny tie? Is he skinny tie guy now? I definitely get you have to wear, like, being body conscious and wearing, like, different clothes for your weight. But it seemed like the clothes he was wearing almost, like, accentuated. Trench coats and, just, and, just like, and giant but, shorts. Yeah, shorts that go specifically, like, right below his knees. And uh, just giant jerseys. Just, yes. There's, there's just, there's, there are ways to dress to... Uh, uh, underrepresent your your girth. It's kind of surprising that his wife didn't try to help him with that. Maybe she did. I think. I mean, she's she probably like a chubby. I mean, chubby chaser. To finish my word. Uh, oh man, I'm. I only that. say that by based on Kevin. I used to listen to uh, Kevin Smith's podcast, Smodcast. This was one of my first podcasts I, I listened did, to. I don't think I knew that. Uh, and this is uh, during. I got really into Smodcast while I was working the uh, third shift at Meyer. Which to our listeners that don't know Meyer, that's that like sounds that, right. That's that a grocery store. Really accurate. <laughs> it's like the Walmart to of the Midwest. Smodcast. That at was like four a.m. <laughs> while stocking my a Meyer. It was a nightmare. I like I specifically, and they wouldn't even let me. So I was doing this in secret. They were specific. Like there was no one in the store, and I'm listening to the same goddamn. You have to be like ready to tell people where the pancake oh, yeah, mix is. Oh yeah, or just, if, just if I'm if I yeah it, the fucking one person at three a.m. Right, that right, asks right, me right. like yeah. Where's the, the pancake? Where's the Band-Aid aisle? Where the ice cube trays? The, the one time I did actually, the most interesting interaction I had was like some like gangster guy. I don't know if he was actually gangster, but he was definitely trying to front that. He was like in the Band-Aid aisle with like all these cuts on him, and he was like talking about how he just flew in from I LA. I thought you were going to say he was looking for a Band-Aid to like put under his left eye like fucking uh, Nelly from, from, from St. Louis. No. Not shit. He was, you don't even know what I'm talking no, about. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm going down, down, baby. You're straight in a Range Rover. You don't know that shit? No. All right. Well, anyway, go ahead. So, gangster I was guy homeschooled. had cuts all over I'm, I was homeschooled. I'm so sorry. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <clears throat> <laughs> all right. So, so <laughs> the guy with the cuts on him was looking for the Band-Aids? It's, it's, not, it's not like an interesting conclusion to the story. Right, he just kept telling me about... Uh, he just kept like making vague allusions to like shit that he was doing in LA and that he like just flew in here and like he was like real shit was going on like not nothing committal and and I was really just I mean thrilled to have be doing anything other than <laughs> talking, talking to a human being <laughs> yeah All right. so that's like the that that's just a testament to how sad that job was that's the like only moment i remember is the moment a sad cut up man in the bandit aisle started like fronting all his stories about being a gangster to me this is really i mean I, working the night shift at meyer mm. they like they would bo- they would like time your boxes per minute you would have to like log in each box you ha- you did and so they're paying someone to time you, your boxes it's for a, a minute? It's a computer. Uh, you scan yeah. the box before you stock the yeah, shelf or something? Yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah, they, mm. yep, it's no good. It's, it's troubling. It's real darkness. And let me tell you, like the smell of the back room of grocery stores, it's a pretty universal smell I found mm. doing other jobs too where I had to be in the back room of grocery stores of just like kind of rotting cardboard boxes and there's like a trash disposal back there that's sort of emanating out. It's just a very unique, specific smell that just really brings me back to being... Can you oh, smell it right now? I, oh, complete. I smell it all the time. I, like I catch whiffs of it sometimes and I'm like right back there that at 3 a.m. God bless America.